0: I enjoy the, these folks. They're such a blessing, and, and God is blessing them. Uh, they really are, and uh, it's just amazing uh, what God is doing right now uh, with this. Now, what through this church, it really is what God has allowed us to do and be a part of, and and to bring us this kind of a couple that would join up with us. It's just it's incredible. And Christelle, we love you too. So. Amen. So, I'm uh, I'm speaking this morning. You can go to Romans chapter five uh, if you want to turn to the. Pa- now you better get ready today. You need to be able to turn to some passages. If you don't have a Bible with you, there should be what we call pew Bibles in front of you. Uh, they're hardback and they'll look a little bit like a songbook, probably. But but uh, at least I think they're hardback. I can't even remember. But but uh, if you'll uh, you can take one of those Bibles out and, uh, and just turn to the book of Romans, chapter 5. What I'm talking about this morning is uh, going to be more of a, a lesson style, almost a Wednesday night type of type of message. But the title of it, I don't really have except to just say it's about patience. Patience. Now you know, honestly, as soon as you say that word, anybody that's been around a while and God has been working on you, you've come to a point where you said, God, I need patience. And you realize the moment you prayed that, oh my goodness, that was the wrong thing to pray. (laughs) Uh, I mean, anybody ever been there before? You know, just like, what did I do? You know? Um, And so I I did. I prayed six times for patience, had six daughters. And so, (laughs) You know, uh, it, it's just—it's amazing uh, this thing of patience. But honestly, when we think of patience, we do not think of the positives of patience. And so, to just lay a foundation, I'm gonna—we're gonna turn to scripture this morning. But I want to go starting with Romans chapter one. I think I have ten different points here uh, of the positives of patience. And so, I, w- I want to look at Romans chapter five, verse one. It says. Uh, therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ that is one of my favorite verses being justified by faith we have peace you know there's no peace in works when you're trying to work your way to heaven you'll never be at peace but being justified by faith you got peace That's peace. You can finally put your head on your pillow and go to sleep. Now, number two, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. That's a unique statement. We glory in tribulations. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. And Spirit of God, guide my mind and my thoughts. I yield myself to thee. And, Lord, I thank you for the way you've blessed. I thank you for healing uh, Jobeth Beth and and, and let her strength come back. And, Lord, I thank you for those that are here this morning. And I thank you for those that would like to be here, can't, and those that are having to watch over the Internet because they can't get here this morning. Lord, I pray that you just wrap your arms around each and every one. And, Lord, that you'd be a mighty hedge of protection to them this morning. And, and Lord, that you would turn back the evil, so, uh, every day, every moment is trying to, to discourage us, trying to pull us down, trying to, to get us to give up, to quit, to turn back. Lord, I pray, please, that you'd bind them now in the name of Jesus. And, and Lord, that you would use us this morning and cl- give me clarity of thought and strength of body to preach your word, please. In Jesus' name, amen. So, number one, I'm gonna go through this quickly. But number one, patience leads to hope. Patience is on the roadway to hope, and and. and that, that means patience is very, very important in God's uh, design. And patience leads to hope. Now, what's hope? Hope is joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. It, it's not a, 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 it's a no-so hope, not a hope-so hope. And so, uh, it just, it, it's, but we can't get to hope except we go through the pathway of patience, and so it's just a very wonderful thing. Revelation chapter 1 verse 9. If you can turn to that. Revelation chapter 1 verse 9. And hopefully you can get to that last book of the Bible. And just uh, uh, get to it quickly. Revelation chapter 1 verse 9. My wife always tells me I need to put these up on the screen so that she can see them. Uh, learn to turn. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion. Look at this in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the aisle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Number two, my thought is through tribulation, we become a companion of Jesus Christ. A companion is a co-participant, a partaker with Christ. And you say, how am I a companion? Because I'm going through tribulation because he went through tribulation. He went through tribulation for us. And, and it is a, it's an amazing thing, but we become co-participants with Christ. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, it may be a little bit harder to find, but if you, uh, Hebrews, James, uh, they're together. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. This is sort of a sword drill. Uh, maybe I should have brought in candy, and the first one gets it. I'll throw it out to you. Uh, So, and I'm not one of those that says, if you're there, say amen, because we all lie. Everybody out there says, amen. Amen. So, and, and, but I will say this, if you're at that spot where you haven't found it yet, just pretend that you have. And so... Hebrews chapter twelve verse two says, "Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God." And now you're probably saying, "Well, that word patience is not in there." That word endured. One of the, the definitions of the word endured is patient or patiently. Jesus patiently was on the cross. You know, if you can imagine having to endure a tribulation, imagine being nailed to a cross waiting to die. Struggling for every breath. Pushing against the nails to breathe. Hanging from the nails because you're so exhausted. That's what Jesus did. So patience gives us, again, the opportunity to follow in the example of Christ. Now, you say, am I going to be crucified? He said that we should be crucified with him. Now, we don't hang on a a cross as he did, uh, although there will come a time and there are people all over this, this world that suffer almost to that same extent that Jesus did. First Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And, and hopefully if you just go with me on these, and, and I just, uh, this thing of patience is so important that I, I want us just to see the, the benefits, the, the promises of patience. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. And I'm taking a little extra time. I want you to get to it. He says, we give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Number four, our patience is seen and known by God. Do you understand? This is what it's saying. God sees what you're going through. God knows what you're going through, but but watch this now. I love that. This is why, folks. This is why I take a strong stand on not messing with the Bible. Uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, was working on a on a, a message about the the family in in the the King James Bible. The word family is mentioned 128 times in the new uh, the one that's really being pushed today. The ESV that's the hot item today. Uh, and, and understand, hot item. It'll be a different one. You know, three or four years from now, uh, I like consistency. But in the new one, I think, and I'm not exactly right, but it's either 45 or 48 times the word family is used. Why is family eliminated so many times? I'll be honest with you because family is very important to God. God's family is very important. Do you understand we are a family right here? We're part of the family. Uh, the very first song that Joe Beth and I were sang, we were at Trendy Baptist Church out in Cairo. I was a youth director. I was about uh, 24, 25 years old, and they came to us and asked us to sing. You say, why? Because we only had about 40 people, and nobody else could sing. And so they came to us and asked us, and Joe Beth and I sang, We are part of the family of God. They didn't ask us to sing again. Uh, the, uh, so, But it was a wonderful family for a while. And so... Second Thessalonians chapter uh, one, verse three through five. We were in First Thessalonians. This ought to be easy. to Turn to Second Thessalonians, and uh, verse one. I mean, chapter one, verse three through five. It says, "We are bound to thank God always for you." Brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Man, that's a wonderful church, isn't it? Uh, Where the charity, the love abounds, and our faith is growing exceedingly, so that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, which ye also suffer. Number five, patience demonstrates to others what we really believe. When we go through trials and tribulations, how our patience demonstrates whether we really believe this or not. Uh, you, know, you know, I told my wife when, when, uh, you know, when when Amber's uh, husband died, and and Amber was twenty three, and he was just barely turned twenty four, and he died of that cancer. When he died, uh, as I watched her for for literally months, as she sat by the piano and and would play and just in quiet, and and she struggled day after day after day. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Beth and I talked. This is when we're going to find out. What Amber really believes. Now, thank God what she believed was real. And that's why she's she's married to a man of God today. And they've got uh three children, I think. Hey, when we got all we got, I lose track. uh, I'm telling you, when I go to see my grandkids, I take a little, you know, little cheat sheet card of names. And so now. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11. Hebrews, and we're going to go back to that. You've been there before, so you're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11. And if I had been real diligent, I would have just put all of the same things out of the same book, but I love making you go. And so... Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them through faith and patience inherit the promises. Number six, patience allows us to receive the blessings of the promises that are only available to those who have patience. Uh, You know, God says, if you go through there, I've got some special things for you if you will be patient, if you will have patience. Uh, And and then you go to Hebrews chapter 12. So just turn over a few chapters, Hebrews chapter 12. and, And we're going fairly fast. We'll be done with these real quickly here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He says, wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us so number seven the race of life that god has set before us uh, is only finished and only truly run rightfully in patience if we're going to run that race, God says, the race I've got set before you, you've got to run it in patience. If you don't run it in patience, you don't run it. You're not in his race. And so it's a wonderful thing. We, uh, we get to finish God's race in patience. James chapter 1. It's right beside Hebrews. Hebrews James. And so uh, he, James chapter 1. If you notice nothing else, notice the fact that that Patience is talked about a whole lot in Scripture. He says, but let patience have her, I love this, let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect in entire, wanting nothing. That word wanting means lacking. God says, I, look, if you, you, patience will bring you to maturity in life, but patience equips you and perfects you. Notice what it says here. God says you may be perfect and entire, wanting or lacking nothing. God says that He will equip you. That means you'll lack nothing. He's going to equip with you all you need, and He will perfect you. That means you'll be—you will become mature in Christ through the trials, the tribulations you go through. Then, the next one. Number nine is James chapter five, verse eleven. So we're still there at the book of James. James chapter five, verse eleven. It says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. That's amazing. Again, they endured and they're happy. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, and the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Uh, you know, God says, "Man, you go through what you got to go through." The truth is, whether you understand this or not, if you go through what you're going through with patience, you can come out the other side happy. There's a there's something there that that says, you know, God, it was it was good. You you were with me, and we made it. And this this is wonderful. This you know, folks. This is like getting on a scary ride, and you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to at the amusement park, but you get on it, and you close your eyes the whole time, and you grip everything around you, and you scream the whole time, and then you get done and go, wow, that was fun. <laughs> True happiness and blessings comes through the life of patience. Second Peter <clears throat> Chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, it's our last one in, in this. Second Peter chapter 1, and you just kind of turn right and keep going there. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, Godliness. Watch us now. This is God's divine order. You cannot get to godliness without the building block of patience. You've got, to have, you've got to have patience in order to arrive at godliness. Now, here's our first question. The first question after we go through these, these are the positive, these are all these wonderful things that come through patience. So the first question should be: what is biblical patience? Now, the the most simple, and again, this is a lesson, folks, so you're just going to have to like it intentionally, okay? Everybody smile at me so I can see you're awake because if you don't smile, I don't. Chris, smile, okay. (laughs) Now, here we go. Our first question should be, what is biblical patience? The most simple definition that I've used for years and years is cheerful endurance, Cheerful endurance. You see, it's not just endurance or surviving a situation. That's what we, we think a lot of times. That's, I'm going to be patient in a situation, which means I'm gritting my teeth. I'm grinding them down to powder. I'm angry as I can be, but I'm not going to show it. That's what I've been patient. I was very patient with them because I did not kill them. Okay, that's, that's the way we feel patience is. And, and it, it's, it's me being patient when, when I have, you know, 25 grandkids in my house. I tell everybody, I'm patient. I'm patient. Another one runs past me, I'm knocking them in the head. I'm patient. I'm being patient. Now, the fact is, is that's not biblical. Patience is cheerful endurance not just endurance or surviving a situation, but cheerfully knowing. Now watch this. Knowing that whatever you endure, God is in control and God is able to get you through it. That's where the cheerfulness comes in. It's when we finally realize, hey, we've been down this road before and God was always there. It might have been a pretty small light at the end of the tunnel, but God was always at the end of the tunnel. And the truth is, he was in the tunnel. And he, he was still directing my steps. He was still guiding me all the way. There's so much to be gained by patience, but how do we gain patience? So that's the definition of patience, but how we gain patience? Now, 2 Peter, if you want to go to it, 2 Peter, what well, do you do want to go to it? 2 Peter chapter 1 Verses five and six. Look at Second Peter. We read them just a second ago. You're hopefully still there. He said, "Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness." So. What we you say? I, okay, you know you convinced me. I've got uh, I've got these these ten things that you know that say that patience is good and, and, and I understand that I ought to cheerfully endure what I, uh, everything that comes upon. Me, but how can I get patience? We must understand that God's order is a divine order a perfect order, and if we are to add patience, we must first, watch, watch what it is, if we're going to add uh, a patience, we first must add in, or we must, we've got to start with faith. Faith is the foundation. That means, folks, we need to sincerely understand how to be saved and accept that. Uh, do you know 100% sure that if you died, you'd go to heaven? Let me tell you, if you're still holding on to works, if you're still saying I'm trying to be good enough, or I came to church here, hopefully it'll help me get to heaven, let me tell you, there's no peace in that, and the truth is there's still no foundation in your life to build upon. That's why we struggle. We may, we may through psychology, uh, we may, uh, may try to think positively, but I'm telling you, all the positive thinking in the world, is not going to take care of you when you stand before Christ. you got to stand before him knowing you're saved. And so faith is the foundation, faith in Jesus Christ, that he and he alone is my only way to heaven. Now, so I have to have that foundation. And he says, add to your faith, that foundation. I'm going to build upon this foundation now, that foundation of faith. Add to your faith virtue. Virtue is, best definition, I think, is, is character. And so God says, you know what? The truth is, I'm going to tell you to add on a bunch of other things, but you'll never add them on unless you have the character to add them on. Unless you have the desire, the willingness to to learn to grow, folks, please let 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 excuse me, let Calvary be a little bit different. Let's be a bunch of people that just said, you know what? I don't want to just get saved and just stay there. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to be different. I want to. I, I want my life to be different. I want I want to know the word of God. I want to know why I believe what I believe. I want to I want to study the word of God. I want to grow in Lord, listen. In order to do that, you got to determine to get up and get in your Bible. you got to determine to set some time aside and look at the Word of God. you got to ter- determine that I'm going to have... If you went to college, you had to set aside... You may have done all-nighters to, get, to pass your test, but somewhere along the way, you said, I'm going to learn the material. It seems like only Christianity is the place that we're satisfied to never grow from the point of salvation. But God says, you know what you got to have? Add character to your life. It's discipline. It's, it's desire to learn. And he said, if you have that, then you can go to the next step. You know what the next step is? Knowledge. Well, that means if you got the desire and you got the character, you're going to study and you're going to learn the truth to learn the principles, learn the promises of the Word of God. It, it's going to be... Folks, it's going to be thinking about what we have talked about today. It, it might be uh, going back and re-listening on the, on the Internet. You, you can go there. I don't put it out to the whole world, but our people know you, you can go to YouTube and go there to Calvary Baptist in Memphis, and, and you can listen. You could pull it up and listen to it again. Why? Because maybe you all learned there's, there's some positive things about getting patience in my life. So we learn knowledge. Now, when I've gained some knowledge, he says, then you add temperance. Temperance is self-control. Folks, did you know that, that uh, God has to, we've got to take in some knowledge of the word of God into us before we know what to control. You know, when I first got saved there at Memphis State, I didn't have a clue. Now, the Holy Spirit started whooping on me and teaching me, but I didn't know. I didn't know that there's some things that are going to hurt me. I didn't know there's some things I need to do differently to have a right kind of marriage. I didn't know there's some things that I need to change about my life if I was going to have the right relationships with my family, and extended family. I, didn't, there's, I had to start studying. I had to learn. And once I learned, that's not enough. And again, folks, watch it. Everybody awake here? Are you, y'all too hot this morning? Are you too hot? We'll move away from him for a while. <sighs> ah, I gotta have a drink. <laughs> you still love me, Ava? Okay. Now, but if you don't learn, you don't know what to control. And so temperance is self-control, but you gotta learn something in order to know, okay, I always say you got you gotta you gotta learn something so you, you know what you should do when you should do it, and what you should not do when you should not do it. And so you can't have temperance until you've learned something. You learn something, then now you say, oh, "Okay, God said this, and I, you know I probably shouldn't do that, or I should do this because of the Word of God." And that self control is enacted. And you won't have that self control unless you have virtue. You won't have that self control if you have knowledge. But watch this now then that self-control brings you to patience. Now watch, here's what it comes down to. If you don't have self-control, when you go into an adverse situation, you will not handle it right. You won't. If you don't have self-control, when you come into a marriage relationship, self-control... It means you're going to go into instant conflict if you don't have it. There's some things that you just got to not talk about. There's some things you got to not disagree about. You understand? In the church, we got to have self-control. You're not going to agree with everything that I say because sometimes you're wrong, and so no, <laughs> no, you're, we're we're not going to. But you know, we don't have to conflict. Patience can only come when we have the self-control so that we can react properly. And then I'm not going through the rest of the lesson, but what it's going to take you to is going to take you to wisdom. And you'll never ask for wisdom if during the time when you need wisdom. You know when you need wisdom the most? You need wisdom the most when you're in a trial or tribulation. But you'll never ask for wisdom if you're out of control. Now, We must understand that God's order is a divine order, a perfect order. And if we were to add patience, we must first start with that faith of foundation and then we'll go through it. Now, but still, how? It says to add patience. How do I add patience? And that's what the whole message is about. It comes down to one passage, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 2, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Divers mean multitudes of temptations, testings, trials, maybe even say tribulations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh, fashions, patience. You know, the only way that God tells us to get patience is by going through trials of life. And watch us, folks. We tend to bristle at them. Nobody here likes them. We don't want them. But watch us If we don't have them, We never have the opportunity to have those 10 positive things that come out of it. Paul said this in Romans chapter 5 in the Times Way. So Romans chapter 5, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And watch this. And not only so. But we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Paul said, I glory in it. The truth is, I'm not going to take time, but Paul not only says that, but he, he's going to say he takes exceeding joy in it. Now, that's a pretty spiritual guy. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure I'm there yet that all of my tribulations, my trials, that I, that I face them and go, you know, I have exceeding joy. But Paul had come to a spiritual level where he said, I know what's on the other side. And because I know what's waiting for me, I have joy. Do you understand how much this resembles what, Jesus, what it says about Jesus going to the cross? Remember what it said about him enduring the cross? Folks, the scripture is going to tell us here, my times, but scripture is going to tell us here that all of us will face tribulation. You're not going to get through life without it. You're not going to go through life without facing tribulation. Tribulation being testing, the trying of your faith. You're not going to go through life without some trials. But God says, here's what's so important. If you will go through it the way I'm telling you, trusting me through it. He said, on the other side is exceeding joy. On the other side is so much that I have for you, the promises that I have for you. He said, but, but face the tribulation, realize that I am in control. please. Please understand this, and I beg you, if we get nothing else today, when, when, <clears throat> when you go out today and, 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 and something, your car won't start. We got two choices. We can go kick it real hard, but let me help you. It's not going to start. We can get frustrated and go to our trunk. I did this one time, had a flat tire and went out there and then I went to my trunk, opened the trunk and got to get the spare out and, and I, be honest with you, I was not patient. Went to my trunk to get the spare tire and went. I looked in there and it was everything in there but my spare tire. I went to my sweet little wife and said, we it was a spare tire. I was being patient. And she said oh, it was taking up so much room. <laughs> Let me help you folks losing control did not help the situation it didn't make a tire come in the in the trunk it didn't make anything it made it all worse and i didn't get to glory in the tribulation took a long time to learn some of this but one time we were traveling in california uh, and that that's tribulation already but we were we were traveling in California, and, and uh, we were in a van, a borrowed van, and that thing broke down with us on the interstate. I got, you know, the seven women with me, and that's just not a good thing anytime. time. Um, and so... You know, I had no money, no credit card, no anything. We pulled in, and we've been through this so much over our life, so many things, so many times happened that finally this day, I just, we rolled right up to a place, and I asked them if they could fix it. And and I no money, but, well, I had just enough to get a, one hotel room for the eight of us and one pizza, and we just went and sat down in there and had a pizza party. In our room, because God had taken us through so many trials, we got to thinking, on the backside of this, it's going to be good. So we just had a big party that night. Got up the next morning, went to get my van. They told me it was $900. I was still patient. No, we have been through it. And I said, sir, can I make a phone call? And he said, for what? I said, I, I don't have a credit card, don't have any money, but I'll, I'll, I'll call and see what I can do to, to get some money and get this taken care of. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, well, I just told you I don't have any money. He said, well, I still don't know what you're talking about. Your bill's been paid. To this day, we still don't know who paid the bill. Don't know how they found out that we were there in some place. In Ca- That's exceeding joy. <laughs> But the great joy was that I had not exploded my family over the last twenty-four hours over something that would not change. I said Brother Hooker, "Have you mastered this?" <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But I know I'm in good company. Yes, sir. It's okay. No, I, we don't master the Christian life. We grow. We grow. But remember, you've got to start with a foundation. And folks, there's just so much confusion about the foundation. Do you trust Jesus and him alone and nothing else? If you don't, I want you to understand how important this is. If there is no real foundation, you can never build anything. We can't get to patience, all the joys of patience, because we're living in the flesh. We're living by our own works. Jesus Christ shed his blood, and died and was buried so that we could go to heaven. And it was a gift. And there's nothing you do to get a gift. You simply receive it. And that's what he's done for us. And then he says, all this is an incredible bonus. Father, I pray that you bless